Welcome to the Soul to Earth podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Koss, a psychic energy healer and spiritual mentor. My intention with this podcast is to walk alongside you on your spiritual path, supporting you in accessing your innate spiritual gifts in an authentic and down-to-earth way, making the supernatural more natural. The very beginning of my spiritual journey consisted of me learning to do intuitive and psychic readings. And so today I'm so excited to share with you one of these readings that I do regularly on clients. It's a psychic reading and it's a psychic reading for one of our loyal listeners, Jessica. The fun part of it is though, this is her first reading and her spiritual journey has been always a part of her life. So it's a fantastic example of validation that each of us can get for our own individual unique soul path and journey and how we can do it throughout our entire lives and never have ever seen a psychic before. So I hope you enjoy this incredible reading. So welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm so excited. We are doing a reading today, a psychic reading for Jessica, one of our loyal listeners. And so um, it's been a little while since I've done a reading. I'm on the show, so I'm very excited to be back doing those. If you are someone who might be interested in entering into uh, the the Soul to Earth podcast podcast, um, family and being a, a member as far as being able to come in and have a reading done, go ahead and just email me the links in my bio and also in the show notes if you're interested. And I, I do take probably about six people a year. So it's an opportunity to get a complimentary reading and to have me look at your space. So fantastic. But anyway, welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for um, deciding to get a reading today. Thanks for So now is this, have you had a psychic reading before any kind of intuitive reading before? I haven't. This is my very first time. Fantastic. So I'm so glad you're doing this now. What made you decide or to that you, this would be something you'd be interested in at this time in your life? A lot of things in my life are changing and I just felt like this was the perfect time, especially after meeting you. Yeah, to to just want to see where this takes me and what guidance that I get. Oh, that's wonderful. Good. Well, I'm very excited to do the reading for you today. And I was tuning into what I like to say is your energy field, your aura before we started. So I definitely got some information. So what we're going to do now, this is any time when I teach my students to um, tune into someone's energy field to receive psychic information, intuitive information is first thing is really connecting in and getting grounded yourself as a, as a reader, but then also really developing this psychic link with your sitter and that's your client. So what we can do, I've already gotten my space ready for my, my own reading space, but now we're going to connect together. So Jessica, if you wouldn't mind, you can just for a moment, close your eyes and let's just take a few deep cleansing breaths together. 
this just tunes us in and opens up the field for us to be able to connect and also to be able to really um, make clear um, impressions and information for me to be able to access all of the questions that you've brought today and what you want looked at and from an energetic perspective. Perfect. And then we'll also just imagine there's this link between our hearts. You can just quickly put your hand on your heart and just feel that connection into what I like to say is the fourth chakra, your heart center. All right. And then we'll go ahead and get started. And then I always do say a reading prayer. So, and then throughout, you can just leave your eyes open, Jessica. That's perfectly just whatever's comfortable for you. As as we read, we allow the cosmic and earth energies to flow through our bodies, opening the doors through which we become more aware of our spirituality and increase the communication of the divine within. May it be with the blessings of Mother Gaia and the divine that whatever happens during this reading benefit each of us in our spiritual growth, awareness, and understanding. Amen. Well, fantastic, Jessica. So, um, oh, and the other thing I like to tell people, which I didn't mention before, is I kind of do a combination of opening my eyes and closing my eyes throughout the reading. Of course, we're connected. I'm here for you the entire time. But if you do have a question, just let me know. And besides the questions we've gotten here from you, which is amazing. Um, and then also, because what I'm doing as I'm, as the times I'm closing my eyes, I'm looking at your energy field because of my of tuning in what I like to say from my third eye or your clairvoyant perspective. And that's where you get images and visions and pictures, symbols from spirit that helps you tune in to the person's, the sitter's um, energy field. So now the first thing you asked about was about, you know, really wanting to create this life where you're, you feel healthy. You have a, a, a daughter who is, you know, um, someone that you're, of course, you want to be here for and to feel this, a sense of, you know, health, longevity, vitality. And, um, and as you, as she grows up, as you, as you go forward in your life, you just have that sense of health and radiance. So I'm going to take a look at your energy field here in relation to that question, which I think is so fantastic, which is more to do with your own health and well-being. Um, the first thing I'm seeing really, I would say I'd see it in your chest. Um, and there is this, it looks like to me, some history with your father, um, here in relation to health. And I'm, as I'm looking at it, it looks like that there is a pattern on his side of the family of addiction. And so what all, and this does not enter your energy field. You absolutely just have this very clear, you know, channel in your own being of like how you want to live and how you want to, um, you know, uh, act and the uh, everything that you do to take care of yourself, your well-being. But there's a bit of a fear there, and it really is just because there's this lineage that goes through. And this is, I want to say, very common in all families. We all have, um, you know, I'd say habits and challenges somewhere in our family line where there's addiction. And so, what I'm seeing is there's this addiction, and it leads to different um, health-related problems. Um, I'm seeing the one thing they're showing me is there's definitely intestinal and liver that there's this, there's imprints out there. 
Um, there is some heart-related and congestive heart failure. There's some of that. And again, we're just looking at energy patterns, which are not in your life, but it's just in your family line. And then what it makes me feel for you is that your internal gut is like, oh no, I just, this, there's an aversion. I don't want any of this in my life. And so the, the unconscious part for you is that you tense up around your, your stomach, your solar plexus as is to resist this imprint of energy rather than just seeing it as something that's a flow that's done, that's been a part of your family life, not you, but, um, and that you can see. So what we want to do here is we want to just activate and restore your sense of autonomy as a person, uh, with your health, your decisions. So the way you can do that is just by gently, you know, thanking the addiction pattern for showing you how you wanted to live in your life and then blessing it. And then just imagine it literally, this is how simple energy work is. People can think it's, they can really complicate it. It's this easy. You just imagine that any of that sort of restriction you have, which is resistance in your solar plexus just releases and that you just bless this pattern and release it. It's literally that simple and it doesn't have a hold on you because you're not resisting it. Does that make sense? Sometimes when we resist something so much, we don't want it. It, it feels like it stresses us out more, right? Um, it's kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that behavior. I don't want to do that, that action. I don't want to take that step, but I'm a resistant because I don't want to do it. But the problem is you just have to trust yourself and then just let it imagine it's floating away from you, just like a kite. Now, what do you, what, tell me more about what does that ring true for you? What do you feel about this? It definitely does. There is a lot of addictions on that side of the family. And um, I don't know a lot other than my own father's history as far as health. Yes. Uh, So I don't know as far as things go back, but I know that um, our ethnicity definitely would show that that is the case in all things, that that is something that a lot of people struggle with. Mm -hmm. I do want to let a lot of that stuff go. Yes. I almost see there's another part of what they're telling me is, for example, when you go this, we're coming up on summer here, we're um, in time and space, everybody (laughs) in June here in North America. So what I'm seeing you is going on like some kind of when you go on a camping trip, or, um, or you go on a vacation with your daughter somewhere outside in nature. Um, I, it, you know, symbolism and ritual is a very important part of, I think, cleansing and owning our journey as spiritual people. And so I almost see you like, you know, making a symbol of this kind of pattern of, un- of lack of health and addiction and dysfunction and making it a symbol, almost like with natural elements, like imagining it's like old leaves, um, or uh, branches or things like that. It almost like putting it into some kind of natural bundle and then letting it float off down a stream. You know, literally it's like this symbolic act or burning it on a fire, they're telling me. So it's the symbolic act and also draws on your roots, um, you know, as a Native American. And so it brings all of that back into what your your actual ancestors would have done 
and I'm really getting a strong feeling about this in my legs. It's uh, very coming on strongly. This is something your ancestors would have done. And so you want to call upon that part of your lineage that knows how to do the medicine work with these types of things. Like you're activating part of yourself that has the knowledge on a spiritual level of how to heal and almost like work with the elements in nature. What do you feel about that? I love everything about that. And it speaks to me. I know it. I can feel this so much like in my lower extremity, like in my body, really on a physical level, it's almost like tithing back to the earth that these ways of addiction and disconnection from your actual, who your true self, these things that were sort of, you know, how addiction um, overlay uh, and disconnected so many um, indigenous and native cultures from them, their own being and way of being because of, you know, uh, I can just go on, right? Puritanical patriarchy and infiltration of that. And it literally also in your native lineage has, um, you know, like naturally that's who you are anyway, but there's been a block because of the, the harsher negative side that's come in. So you feel like there's a filter there. Like you want to let all the lineage, oh, this is really big. You want to let all your lineage and your wisdom and your, and your, that native part of yourself in, because that's so beautiful connecting with the earth and being out in nature and really celebrating doing ritual. But there's all this other you know, infiltration of the toxicity of the addiction part is just floating around your aura. So the way to let it go is by doing the very thing that you know to do as, you know, that part of your lineage is like going out in nature, you know, calling upon the elements to help you release this and, and finally let this go, not just for you, but for your daughter, for your, the rest of your line going down. Because that blood, it's more than just physical DNA blood. It's also spiritual, you know, blood. And it's your, it's all in your entire body. Like I talk, I do a lot of work. What I say, healing us as women, divine feminine healing. So we also have energies trapped in our physical body. And so one of the big places we as women have that is in our lower, uh, what I call our womb space. Of course, we, we know to be this, the womb space. So it's your, you know, uh, your second chakra, your first chakra, your third chakra, those lower chakras that have to do with survival, sensuality, creativity, autonomy, independence, uh, and proclamation of who I am as a woman and how I want to live on this earth. So that's all part of it too. It's almost like you and your daughter can do these sort of rituals together. And I can, she, I also feel like your daughter is very much, that's who she is already. So she is like almost like demanding you to be conscious. It's so fabulous. Um, And she's, you know, saying, absolutely, this is who I am. And yes, because that's, she carries that imprint, that soul imprint. She, she's like, I don't need all these other people's baggage. (laughs) So, you know, I don't need all this toxic programming. I don't need all these lines of, you know, uh, corruption and where we got disconnected from our true nature. What do you feel about that? Oh my gosh, that is spot on with my daughter (gasps) and, and comes to me sometimes with this healing energy to say, you know, you really matter, mom, you are, you know, you have great things about you and an amazing heart. And you just have to let that out to the world like that to me. And I think that I definitely, after what you're telling me to help me can help her to find a way to take some of the things that have been weighing down on her and to release those things now. 
Yes. So beautiful. And how, and you guys can create your own rituals around that and in symbolism. And this, I see her really enjoying that because she's so creative too. So, you know, it's, I, that could be just like an amazing event. And also, so I know that one of the questions you asked me is that you're at a, you're at a changing point, a pivotal point in your life where you are stepping into new, you know, new things in your life. You have lots of changes, lots of growth. And so all this is kind of connected, which I love because I think all this will tie into like literally all the questions that you wanted to look at. So, so the other thing there, my guides and your guides are leading me towards, and by the way, you do have definitely um, in your sort of the, in your, in your, I call them your soul family, your guides, um, soul family, or they, my guides refer to themselves as my holy family. <laughs> it's kind of, I love that. But for you, you definitely have a, a native American female, uh, sort of archetype mentor in your, the pantheon of, um, guides that you have. And she's a very much like what here, she's definitely one of your ancestors, but she goes way back. And she's definitely what I would call an earth medicine wise woman. Um, and they're, um, interesting. I know that you told me once and we can keep this to our, you know, in, out of this, but I know she's really mentioning your tribe as well. She's telling me that, which I'll mention later. She's which, um, does your tribe start with the letter C? Your okay. Cause she's right. She's telling me that. Okay. So she's like, an ancestor and she is showing up very grounded and very um, like she's from like hundreds of years ago. She predates like the Christian sort of infiltration into the, into the United States, which is of course where we're from. She's coming back at like 600 years. She goes way back and she's literally, I see her with this like uh, almost like a cane or a walking stick and she puts it down on the ground and what happens as a result, I'm getting the chills in my legs. Oh my God. Um, I feel like all the energy around you and your daughter, just, it's like light spreads out almost like a, a Disney movie. You know, it's like all the light spreads out around you guys. So she's into, but she's also a, a like um, guide for your daughter. So she's around both of you really strongly. And like, there's a ton of protection and she's telling me uh, a preservation of your ideals and traditions that this is very important, um, for it to, for it to continue in your lineage. So, um, and she's literally like showing me this energetic switch, which is like, you know, we are all made of energy and matter. And so the fine tune, just because we can't see energy doesn't mean it's not here. And I know, you know, that of course, but she's like bringing in that energy to you and like activating it in your divine makeup, your energetic makeup, your freak, your energetic DNA. So she's like clearing the way for you. So let's see what she has to say. Uh, Cause she's giving me a lot of information. So, um, okay. So first of all, I'm trying to see if she has a name for you. And she's literally saying, you can call me sister, like that your name for sister. And it could, or could be also your tribe's name for sister. Is there, do you know what that word would be? I don't, I feel like I'm going to have to research it now. Yeah. She, but if you can, and if that word feels comfortable for you, she's saying, call me sister. Cause I'm your sister, literally your sister. She, I looks like she also literally could have been your sister in another lifetime. So, um, Okay. So what she's talking to me about, first of all, is career. 
Okay. So what she's saying, here's the information. And this is definitely more of like when you go to the wise woman in, you know, in your neighborhood or your, meaning your tribe or your village, you know, how they talk to you kind of in not riddles, but they talk to you kind of in a way that would be like symbol symbolically so that you understand it. They're not telling you what to do, but they're sharing with you a frequency or, and a, an imprint so that you know what it feels like. So it's not so much, I'm telling you what to do. It's, this is how it will feel. So it's like a transmission she's sharing with you, right? She was saying, if there's areas in your career where you just don't feel expansive, she says, you do not want to do them. If there's areas that don't light you up, do not do them. She's saying, she said, you want, you're dwindling away your precious life force energy by like going beyond the bubble of what really is most energizing for you and what really lights you up. And she said, this will be a, this will be a theme for the entire reading. She's telling me, okay, here we go. Here we go. So she's saying, you know, every part of your life, every area, if you take time with a journal, she's saying a journal, she really wants you to have a journal. And she's saying she, you want to go into like, if you make kind of like a map of the different parts of your life, like, let's just put it in a wheel of six to be simple, career, family, health, love life, monetary, you know, spiritual growth, personal growth. If you want to go into those little circles and say, what is exciting for me? What lights me up? And you may not have all the particulars, but you'll have, you'll have some things that you're doing and then you'll refine it over time. But she's saying, if you need to be honest with yourself, if there's areas that you're just not excited about, you need to eliminate them um, and let them go because it's kind of like an albatross hanging on you, hanging on to your auric field. And this is sort of like, it's, it's the same, but at the reverse side of that, um, what we talked about before about the resistance, about not wanting to let the addiction energy in, it's almost like that, but in a different way, because it pours your energy out. So one, this side to do with the addiction is a, is a tensing up and of a guarding. And then the other one, you're letting your energy out right? So you're leaking energy. And we have to think, how are we preserving our energy? We are doing that by doing things that make us happy and excited and lights us up. So you kind of have to do a self inventory. And she's saying, take the summer to do this. And then she's saying, and when your daughter goes back to her, her new, she's calling it a moon. It's interesting. I guess she's looking at it as a phase. When your daughter's heading back to school, she wants you to feel complete in your assessment of your own life. Um, because she said that she feels as though you're kind of, you're, you're scattering your energy out like granules in the sand, just kind of not just little by little. Um, and you're like, wait a minute, there's, I need to preserve and fortify my, my energy. So that's really a big part of what she's saying with career. Um, Here's the other thing she's mentioning about finances. She's just moving through the, the, the circles. Let's call it that the circles of your life. She's saying, you don't expect enough. You don't imagine enough. You don't visualize enough. And therefore you just have just enough. Right. Uh, so she wow. Said, wow. She said, you need more 
you need to imagine more. You need to, you need to uh, speculate more, just um, even make it a possibility. And then also there's some trauma, she said, around receiving. Um, and this is literally, she said, you know, there's been times in your soul's history when you've received gifts and you've been put in positions of power and, and felt unstable in any of those things because there was, you had to do something in return, right? So instead of even looking at any of those things that might evolve you financially, you just resist it and put a wall up. So what we want to do instead is to reframe what, you know, in our, in our consciousness and release our, our programming and our pictures and our pre and our thoughts around these areas. For example, um, rich, here's some programming that can happen. Rich people are greedy. They're selfish. They don't take care of you. They are only out for themselves. They are manipulative with their money. If there's anything like that, when it comes to the matter of the energy of receiving and wealth, you want to review that and release it and then reframe it for the way that you know it is, which is, I have abundance. I feel safe in my abundance. I have a, I have a massive amount of income and it feels fantastic and I feel safe, you know. I feel grounded in with money. I feel healthy and happy with money. Money brings opportunity. I love opportunities. You know, it's it's taking the charge out of finances and money and income, but also what it's doing is it's leading you to new opportunities because I feel like there's a, I want to call it a side gig, but there's another job or another possibility of creating something that's yours, that's over here on the left side of your field, you know, and it, you're not, it's not coming in because your, your energy is diverted in these other areas, which we just mentioned. So we want to start repairing those things. And we do that with our guides and our higher self, right? Cause we call upon our guides, our higher self to help us become what I like to say, activated, clear, and also so that we can really lay out a foundation in our lives where we feel like we're living in, in, in balance and in the center of all these parts, right? We're not just pushed into one corner. So what do you think about all that? Every single part of that speaks so true. Awesome. I at least even feel that I don't have the energy or the amount of goodness to give out to the places that I really want to put it because I do feel drained of that. And that's something that I've really been asking through my spirituality to receive some kind of guidance to fill myself up, to figure out how to find all of that extra joy. And when I call it energy, I don't even mean physical energy, but like what makes you just feel alive inside? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And this is your, here's, here, just to validate, this is, these are your guides bringing you this information, right? So this is your higher self saying, okay, what, what's, how do I do this? And the way we can, the way we do what we want is by really tuning in 
or manifesting what we want, really tuning and saying, what makes me feel excited? And you may not know it literally what it is, but you will know what it is not. So that's how you start. You can even start with that does not light me up, right? That does not get me excited. That makes me feel drained. And then we start saying, what makes me feel joyful? What makes me feel excited? And then you do need to kind of run through some possibilities in your awareness, maybe write, write down different possibilities and kind of palpate into it and feel like, what do my senses tell me is a great path. And then you can just start investigating, you know, I mean, it's exciting because if you don't have to do anything that doesn't light you up you know, and you go towards what does all those places you feel drained, just start to close down. You, your aura becomes really strong, your energy field and all your chakras and your, what I call your pillar, your column of like energy, which flows through your awareness, your body, your, your, um, your energetic body is really clear and energized. And so that you have almost abundance of energy then but it's towards the things that, that really light you up. So, and what you can do, if you ever feel a moment where, you know, someone says to you, Oh, can you do this? You know, whatever it is, you'll, your answer can be, let me look into that. I'll meditate on it. That, I mean, what can someone say to you, right? That's your answer almost for everything. Like I'll check into it. I'm doing a few new things. Let me look into that. So um, that's one way that you can really, you know, just kind of give yourself that permission if some, cause that way no one is disrupting your flow, right? You're only doing the things you want when you want, right? So does that sound like resonate for you? I'm so glad. So the other thing is when it comes to money and manifesting, they, (laughs) so your sister, I'll call her sister is really saying you need to be, uh, you need to be looking to manifest more. Um, And that is not necessarily like you have to go out and hustle, but that you're open to receiving more. You feel yourself having more and you have a number, you know, because they're giving me a number, which I'll share with you privately later. Um, but it is, she's giving me a number to tell you, okay. Then which will increase your, um, your monthly income and, 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 and in a way that's divine so that you have this extra sort of surplus that you're looking for, for stability and for investing or whatever you want to do with it, taking trips, upgrades, whatever you want but there's a number. And so, and being open to how that would show up. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Perfect. I'll share that with you later. Um, when we're done. Okay. So I'm going to look into a little bit now, this is something, and I told you this before, but when I connected with you the first time, when we decided to do the reading, um, some time ago, I was getting a lot of information for you about relationships. Okay. Personal, like a, a relationship. So let me tell you more about that. Cause this was coming in before. And then when I tuned into your energy this morning, it was coming in even stronger. So let's talk about that. Okay. So first of all, I am seeing a very specific male around you. And so what would I, how would I describe him? He's, um, he's got a fair complexion. He's actually, his hair color is a little bit lighter. 
he is definitely very earthy and down to earth and, um, you know, like not super clean shaven, but it's because he, he's earthy. It doesn't matter. And he is very good at working with his hands. This is something it's not necessarily like, does he do this for a living? Possibly like, um, I could see him either being like a builder or a carpenter. Like he's done that in his past, but he's a super stable guy. He's a very jovial personality. Um, and I'd say I would call him lighthearted. That's his energy. Okay. And the other thing is, so what he loves to do, he loves camping, being out in nature, you know, exploring. He loves um, discovering, you know, different things within natural um, environments. Um, he, uh, there's just this personality match for you, which I, which I'm hearing you haven't really had in this lifetime per se in this lifetime, because you have, um, you know, amended yourself for other, for people before in the past relationships, which is not uncommon for us as women, you know, um, but you're just, and it's almost like you felt like I never really had a, just the match I wanted. I had people that were close, but not really the match I wanted, but he feels way more like your soul tribe. That's what I'm hearing. Like way more like your personality. And so one of the things about allowing him into your life, first of all, when I sat down today and what he showed me is he showed me this kind of like, let's see if I can, if I can explain what this image is that he showed me, it is literally kind of like, all right, let me, okay. So, you know, those, those for cats, um, they have those tunnels that are flexible. They're made of like, you know, that lighter nylon material. Okay. It's like that, but it's bendable. So, and what he was showing me is he's showing me the connection between the two of you energetically is kind of like that. It's very fluid and gentle and non-abrupt. Uh, um, and because it's much more gentle and subtle, you have you would be so busy before you couldn't recognize it. Does that make sense? Because you'd be, this is what I'm actually in right now in the, I'm in my, like intuitive way workshop I teach. I'm writing about the differences about how to read energy. And one of the things about reading energy from spirit, it can be very subtle. It's not like, um, you know, what we're all used to when we live just thinking we're just physical bodies, which is like, oh, I met you. I guess we like each other. You know, it's a little bit more, it's like denser, if that makes sense. I guess I'm attracted to you. Let's date. Even though there's all these subtle things that we give up because we're just trying to fit with the per people we're with. Right. So we don't really pay attention to like, how does this actually make me feel? And when I'm within this person's energy, how do I feel? We're so into the obligation and we started dating this person. And so this is how it should be. And we put up with way more than we should, but it's also just what it's like when you're in a relationship on earth until you open up and become in more of an enlightened relationship, right? So it's a switch. So for you with him, his energy is very fluid and gentle, kind of like when you are in nature, right? Because when you're in nature and you're connected to nature, how do you feel? It's my, that's your, that's your place. So how do you feel when you're in nature? Like, tell me about how that feels. Cause the more we talk about it, the more it, it may be manifest in relationships. I feel very connected to who I'm person when I'm in nature. I feel relaxed. I feel very 
happy isn't even the right word. It's content. I feel content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really feel like that's where I'm supposed to be. I love being out there. It replenishes everything inside of me. Yes, exactly. And remembering that feeling that experience is exactly what it would be like meeting someone who your soul is connected to. It feels re- it feels energizing. It feels replenishing. It feels like it gets to the deepest part of your soul. It's not just this sort of um, superficial, not superficial, but, you know, denser connection with someone, if that makes sense. It's much more organic and fluid and subtle. It's not like, oh, I'm attracted to them. Boom, I'm knocked over and let's start dating. Then we fight. And, you know, it's just not like that at all. It's very sublime. So this is the way his energy comes in. So, and I'm, he's sort of giving me this number. He said that you'll become aware, more aware. He's telling me you'll become more aware of this energy anyway in your life and, and desire it and reflect it and then be open to it. And so by the time he comes along, it, of course you'll recognize him because it's more subtle, but it could take you, he, the, what he's telling me now is it could take up to two years, which is not a bad thing because you're doing all this other explorative work on yourself. And also there is a lot of deep self-love and healing coming back to, after being in a place that was shut down and jarring and a little bit more intense opening up is sort of like for a woman, especially it's like opening up you know, what I say is like a rose, a flower. That's the symbolism of the divine feminine. It happens gently with lots of love and patience and care and organically, just that's how it happens for us as women when we're in tune with our sacred feminine. So this is a big, fabulous part for you. So um, so he's, he's definitely there. He's around your energy field, even though in physical form, it hasn't manifested yet, but that's good. I mean, cause you're working on all these other things. The beauty of it is it's not about going out and meeting someone and having to get someone it's about becoming yourself and, yeah. and opening up. What do you think about all that? Well, that's exactly what I want. I want someone that just comes into my life that just fits in my life that I don't have to change who I am for because you totally right. That is absolutely what I've done in every situation prior. I just want to be me and be loved for me. And I want to do that for someone else too. Oh yeah. And this is so fine tuned. I also feel like he gets along so well with your daughter and they have like a really a good sense of humor with each other. And she really loves him for you and I can see you guys doing a lot of things like vacation wise in nature like a lot of camping and backpacking and also but being in cabins and very cozy and um you know a really really nice pathway for her because this also does connect in with her because this imprints and validates for her of oh this is what it's like to have a healthy relationship this is what it fe- this is what it's like when I can be myself I can, you know, do what interests me. I don't have to make any changes for someone else. And what it feels like to open up to someone who I trust and gently gets every part of me, doesn't try and change me. So she's watching you go through this cycle of self-love in these informative years for her as a young woman. And then by the time, you know, she moves on and she's getting closer to that age of, 
you know, high school, then she'll, that's about the time when all this is going to happen. And so it's like, oh, this is how it is. It literally, it's like, it's a soul agreement between the three of you that, um, you know, makes this impression and lays this foundation for your entire life. And it just makes everything so much sweeter. I do feel like, and this is just, you know, um, I'm, I always say to my clients, everything is changeable and there's always free will, but in general, this is the imprint of the energy. I do feel like you and he will have a house together and it may not be right in the area you live in. It might be out just a little bit closer to the, closer to nature, a little bit like less in the city, um, more outwards, I would say from where you live. Um, I would say it's probably, oh, a little bit, um, South and a little bit east, maybe 45 minutes. So, um, ish. So, and then, and it, but I also like through that platform, I, I feel like that's when the X, the other thing you're going to do is going to come into play with a, 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 either your own business in another way, something you're creating, something you're doing, something you're making, um, something that inspires you. And, um, Again, the, the, the less you're going to have to do what you, what you think you should do to make, you know, make ends meet or make money, that's going to start disintegrating the more you get into this sort of flow. What do you think about that? I love that. That's Good. what I, my life, but I, you know, you just never know what way it's heading. Well, yes. So keep following that path because all of that is really just you being yourself and really coming into flow with who you are, you know, and into resonance with your life and your life path. And so, um, and being, feeling more on purpose. Now, a lot of people say, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Well, your purpose is to do what lights you up and makes you feel happy. And then as a result, because you're doing that, anyone in your environment or around you will be affected by that and better. And there's a betterment for all. And it's sort of like the new earth. That's when people say the new earth, that's the new earth. Then when enough of us link together and we do what we really love and we're in flow with that, it gives permission for the generations to come to be able to do that as well. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm so glad it's so it's very interesting um, that this is all very natural to you, even though I would say maybe you haven't studied per se metaphysics, but I would say it's very organic for you. And, um, that trusting your own inner knowing is just who you are. And so as you continue on your journey, you know, remember there's no right way to do all of this, this, this personal spiritual development. It is really about following your heart, following your, and what makes you really happy and excited and your passion and, um, and then minimizing the things that really don't do that for you. You know what I mean? I like the sound of that. Yeah, me too. For you, especially, I think that, um, any hardships that you've had that have, kept your wheels spinning or kept you kind of like backing up into a corner, repeating certain tasks, um, or repetitive behaviors. So what, if you notice that in your life, in any area, what, you know, sister is telling me is back up a little bit 
and just say, ask your guides and, and her and your higher self, how can I reset my energy so that I feel joy? I'm, I'm linked in with joy again. So you're not trying to fix the problem, right? You're not trying to, you know, work it out with some person. You're not trying to like make people aware of something. You just back it up and you say, how can I get step back into joy again? This is not a denial of your feelings or, you know, a superseding of any of the hardships that we sometimes go through, but this is a really a reset of what makes you happy. Um, and to, instead of having to fix life for anyone else. Right. Right. So I, and it's very simple for you because you're so intuitive. You can just, you know, set back in, get grounded again and just check in and kind of doing that regularly really seems like it's going to, um, start to change all areas of your life in a very gentle, gracious way, but also pretty quickly, I will say. So um, now, do you have any other questions? I can't believe it, but we really got through a lot of this because sister was like, your guide was like on fire with the information. So what do you think? There's a couple of people that have been on my mind a lot lately. Yes. Um that I haven't thought about in a while that I've kind of let it go for a bit, but mm-hmm. when I maybe probably both before I was 21, I lost two people that I was super close with that were classmates of mine. Okay. And both in different ways that I lost them. Yeah. Uh, but both I felt responsible for a bit. Oh, and okay. I've kind of wondered and wanted to know, like, are they okay? Is I don't really know for myself what is next, you know, mm-hmm. and I just wonder, I don't know, I think about them all the time and lately they have both really been on my mind. Yes. Um, is one of them a man, a, gr- a guy and one is a girl? Both of them are men. Okay. I was going to say one's a man for sure. Okay. So let me explain to you because I like to tell my, the viewers what's going on. So when we move, so what we're doing now, we, we have been in doing a psychic reading, which means I'm reading your energy field. Now I'm going to switch into what I call mediumship, which means that I'm getting messages from spirit. This isn't a reading on you anymore. This is a reading for them. Now with that, it's unpredictable because we don't know whether or not they'll show up, whether there's a message, what, what will happen. And because I'm making that spirit contact, there's not necessarily a proven way to tell you, um, what's going on, but I will tune in and see who shows up and if there's a message. Okay. Um, cause I feel like one is really showing up more. Okay. This is what I'm getting. He seems to me like uh, the first one I'm getting, I feel like he almost could have been gay, but very, his energies has a lot of feminine running through it. Um, and let's see. I'm getting a name. I'm getting, um, so, okay. So by the way, when you are, um, answering any of these things, you can just answer with a yes or a no, or I'm not sure. Okay. Rather than give me information. Um, except of course we know there's two men there, but we will move forward. So, um, what I'm getting from him is he was, um, he definitely had either like a very, um, he had a lot of feminine frequency running through him. Um, I'm also getting something to do with singing or voice or the way he communicated was like very kind of crystalline clear. Um, 
And then there's the word around him I'm seeing is well, like an R or Robert. That's a word around him. So does any of that ring? Tell me about any of that information. Does any of that ring true for you about this part? One of these people? Yes. Okay. And is there something to do with him being a communicator or a singer or musical or something that runs through his energy? I would say, is there something about him that would, that would resonate for you with him? I just want to make sure I have the right soul here. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. So, and would you associate him with the word, is there a name around him, the word R, either Robert or um, Raul or something like that? Is there a name around him? It may not be his name. It could be a family name. Maybe. Okay. All right. So, and then, so let's see if I can find anything out about more about his passing, where he is, things like that. And then we'll keep going. Okay. See what he has to say. Um, so he is showing me that he died. He, um, we call it now, so it doesn't trigger, but he, he took his own life. Is this something that rings true for this person? For the other one, but not the one that I was thinking. Okay. All right. So the one, it sometimes goes like that. If you're calling them both up, because if they're, if, if they're both showing up one, one is here, but then there's another one. So someone, did someone die from ingesting something? No. Okay. That's not how it happened. Okay. That's okay. We'll keep going because it's interesting. What I'm seeing here is that someone's showing me some kind of toxins in the body. Um, and there is a, um, there is fluid in the lungs and a gagging. So I'm not quite sure what that is. Does any of that, um, it could have been, oh wait, hang on. It could have been some medicine the person was given. What are, what were you going to say? What about, cause it could be the other one. What was, go ahead. That, that could be for either person. Okay. All right. So the fluid in the lungs, if I'm looking, has more to do with the, or the get, coughing gang has to do with the other person, not the one who's connected to the R word, the R name, I should say. Okay. And let me go into this person now, because they're showing up more. This is definitely like, a, I would say the energy does not look as bright as the other person. Um, and then he, he is showing me he took his own life and there was with a shotgun. Is there a shotgun? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Shotgun. And then um, let me see if he's saying something else. And he's saying, telling me something about they scattered his ashes. This other one, this the second person. They scattered his ashes and his remains. So he is telling me about that. Um, oh, if your camera goes out, don't worry. We can as long as you can hear me. Can you hear me? Okay. Are you perfect? Perfect. So the don't worry about the camera. That happens. Okay. So. So the second one is telling me that he, they scattered his ashes kind of like near, I can almost see like this, like a grassy area. And then there's a stream below and he was pleased with this. Um, and okay. And so then let's go on back. They're going back and forth with each other as far as different information. I'll just keep going with this. So the other person, did he strangle him? Was he strangled? Did he hang himself? No, the okay. other, no. Oh yeah. Okay. That's okay. So, um, 
because I'm seeing something here. So, um, okay, we'll just keep going with that. Okay, so let's move back. I'm sorry that going between the two of them, I'm just trying to get a clearer picture. Okay, so the, the second gentleman, the one who I said there was a gun, he is, there's a, there's an L word connected to him, an L name connected to him. Um, it's either Lorenzo Lawrence or something of that. Is it, do you know anyone around him that could have that name possibly? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. Something to think about for later, something to look up. Okay. So he looked, um, much more, Okay, and then I'm seeing the, okay, the word, so this could be either one of them. There's a name Romero around. I don't know if that's that R again that we talked about. I'm just gonna write Romero down. So does that even sound like anything you know of an, a Romero? It, it does a little bit, yes. Okay, all right. So, um, okay, so going back and forth between the two. So the gentleman on the left, or the, sorry, on my left. So he's the second one, the younger man. He looked much more troubled, I would say, than the other one. Um, he had a lot of sort of emotional baggage. And I also feel like there could have been abuse in his family. There's, he was telling me there's repeated abuse and that he was belittled and humiliated. And his father was just, he was telling me evil. Um, does this ring true for you on any information? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so interesting now. He just said to me, now he feels like Casper the friendly ghost. This is interesting. It's kind of his sense of humor too, I think. He said that he feels much more um, ethereal and able to float around. And he's very happy with that. And he did he also really like cars? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, he's showing me he really, really liked cars and he loved motorbikes um, and cars, like motorcycles, cars. He was just like a kind of a, a yeah. junkhead or what do you call them? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So he feels way more mobile now. He's telling me he's still kind of close to the earth plane. And it's mainly because he's looking out for nieces and nephews, I think, making sure on his, uh, in his own way that they don't feel in any way slighted or disjointed or um, invalidated. Does any of this stick out to you? I could see that. Mm -hmm. He's definitely got kind of, there's like a big brother protective thing for him. Was he the oldest of his, the siblings or one of the oldest in his family? Yes. Okay. Cause that's what he's showing me. He was either this, the oldest or the second to the oldest. Where was he in birth order? He was the second to the oldest. Okay. That's what he's telling me. Um, so he, um, let's see if there's anything else he's telling me about his whole story. Um, so he had, he is telling me that he's forgiven his father and he said he did it for himself, you know, and that he, he's understood his death really disrupted the family, but he felt like he had no other choice. Um, and that he took his own life. Um, but he later wished he didn't do it. He wished he'd seen a way out in order to get closure on some of the really, he's telling me this now from the spirit culture, from the toxic relationships in his family. Does that make sound? Yeah. Mm hmm. So, um, 
let me also see that he's showing me something about a girlfriend, but let me check in here. Did you date him? I didn't, but okay. we were. You were good friends. Okay. And we're okay. I'm hearing this in my ear too. What is that? Okay. He, did he have a girlfriend at the time of his death? It's possible. Uh-huh. Because he had been gone for a while mm-hmm. back home mm-hmm. and he spoke a bit and I'd heard rumors about a possible girlfriend. Yeah. But I don't know that for sure. Well, he is telling me he feels very bad that he also left her because she's actually very heartbroken and it still bugs her. Um, so I don't know if that is something you know, sometimes it's nice to hear from the spirit world that everything's okay, but he does think of her and feels badly about her. I kind of feel like she has, um, I wouldn't say blonde hair, but she's got kind of more of a dark, dark blonde hair kind of look. That's what she looks like. Um, but I think they had had some separation and negative, negative things happen because he was so heartbroken. Um, and yeah. I'm just seeing if he has any other messages to share. Interesting. He sort of said to me this word about corruption. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? Let me just see if what he's talking about. He said he also felt like he was going to go down a dark path um, and do things that could possibly be illegal. And so he didn't feel he didn't want to do that. Um, and, but he, he almost felt like he had no choice. Um, cause he, he said he didn't feel at the time that he was smart enough to kind of make the kind of money he would have wanted to make. It was just sort of a lot of things were falling apart. What do you, what, what is that? Any of that resonate for you or what do you think? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely headed down a not good space. Yeah. And- Deep down, just knowing him, how I knew him, he has such a good heart. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see all that being pretty spot on. Yeah. Good. Okay. So he, okay. He also is telling me something about sometimes family members will smell. This is a, um, a clear, a clear ability, a psychic ability, just, they will smell him. And it's more of like, how he would smell after he got out of the shower. And, you know, he was like, he kind of said he used to put this stupid cologne on that was like, you know, he said it smelled like air freshener. That's what he's telling me. He kind of like, he did it. He thought to impress the ladies. And it was funny. He said it's now he says it smelled terrible. It was like tonic, you know, some foul tonic water. That's what he's telling me. Um, but he, you're right. He was a very romantic person. Actually, I would say that his, he's almost, he kind of has the energy to me of like, what I would say is like a Scorpio, um, you know, a person which is a very loving, very deeply and passionately. Um, but the problem was that that would really, I would be interested to see his birth chart. Cause I bet he had a lot of Scorpio in his chart. Um, but, uh, when was his birthday? Do you know? I feel like it was, I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I'm sure. It's been so long. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, it would be interesting to do his chart because I feel like he has, if he's not a Scorpio, he has a lot of planets in Scorpio or he did. Um, and I think that was part of his downfall is that those, those energies specifically for him really ended up being negative and so deep that it just kind of ate him up. You know, his emotions were so deep and so intense and internal that he couldn't really evolve out of it. Okay. But he's saying thank you to you for, you know, bringing him up and thinking about him. He really is very, and he also hopes you forgive him too, he said. I love him. Yeah. He said, said, you are a very good soul. That's what he said about you. So let's move on to the other young man. Um, so again, way more fluid. I felt like, okay, so the other young man, I feel like he could have had maybe some mental issues. And what I mean by that is something like he could have been a little bipolar. Yes. Okay. Um, and like, he would be really, 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 really excited and then go crash down. And I, I think that if he introduced any kind of experimental drugs into his is his world, it would have really messed him up because um, the synthetic part of drugs, which he was sort of, it, it was, a, I don't know if that was around him or something would have really messed him up mentally and thrown him into doing, into a tailspin and doing something impulsive that was negative. Does any of that resonate for you with him? Not so much. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not, it could, who knows? It could be somebody else, but that's something I'm seeing. Um, and yeah, we'll just leave it at that. We never, you know, I always like to just say the information. Um, so let's see if there's anything else from him. Um, he also though is saying to me that he asks if you forgive him too, because he knows what he's showing me is like, this explosion after he died that made a lot of people feel very like fractured. And he he saw the, like how much it hurt people. And he was a very empathetic person. So he felt really badly about that. Um, And that he didn't, he thought he was making it. So it was easier for people, but he made it feel, it made it worse. So that was, there was part of him that was, it's very, um, it's disruptive, you know, and he was, he, he apologizes for disrupting a lot of people's lives. Um, and that when he did take his own life, it was very impulsive. It was not something that he plotted out like with the other young man. I felt like he, he really struggled a lot more. And with this one, I feel like it was more of this up and down thing with him. And then it just was one of the times he was down and then he was gone. So he feels really badly about that. Can you speak to that at all? Or is any of that resonating? Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, he loved animals. That's one thing he's telling me. That's true. Yeah. He really loved animals. Like, I'm not sure if he grew up like with a lot of animals, but I'm seeing a lot of like soft, gentle animals around him. I'm seeing like, I do see a bunny rabbit and um, cats and dogs. Um, I don't, it's funny. I wonder if he had a bunny rabbit. I don't know if he had a stuffed animal that was a bunny rabbit or a bunny, but I am seeing a bunny. Um, and he also is telling me something about the movies, either going to the movies or the movie theater or movies. Now, does any of that ring true for you or 
Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm also seeing if there's any messages for now. He also said he did have a brother because he's telling me he had a brother. I see that he had a brother. Did he have a brother? Yes. Okay. Um, and was his brother younger than him? Yes. Okay. That's what he's telling me. And um, he um, he says that what happened after he died, what happened for his brother was that his brother really wanted to, in almost like as an honor to him, uh, do things with strength and with conviction and to be purposeful in his life. Um, and that he didn't want his brother's, you know, memory to just go up in the ethers, you know, to evaporate, but he wanted to bring his good nature into what he did in his life. Um, because it looks like his brother was a little bit more shy than him. I would say a little bit more reserved. I don't know if that's true, but, um, and so he kind of took on the courage of his brother emotionally. Does any of that sound true? That's, that's right. Yeah. And so he, um, cause he didn't want people to forget him and he, and, but also his brother's very intuitive. So I would say he feels his brother in his heart. Oh, good. Yeah, he really feels that connection and, um, he doesn't feel split from him. So when a lot of people that after they have a loved one that passes because they're caught up in other senses, um, they don't feel their loved one. They feel that sense of being fractured and he does not. And um, now does his name start with the letter R or who's the R person that keeps coming it up? As it, I don't I know, know who that is. It must be some family member. I don't know, maybe a middle name, but anyway, the R name keeps coming up and up. Um, okay. So he's telling me that because of that way that he is very sensitive, that he just felt connection. He feels connection with him in his heart. So therefore he feels as though, um, he's always with him, you know, um, he also has had over the years, periodic dreams with him in it and, um, memories. And sometimes he, his brother would show up in other forms, you know, like animals, but he knew it was his brother. Yes. I could see that. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but it's almost like there's kind of a romantic, a romantic, romantic way that it happened. But what I mean by that is it was very loving and very sweet and very, um, a little bit like Snow White. It's so interesting. I'm like, that's so interesting. I don't know, like the bunnies and the, (laughs) and the garden and the, you know, and birds singing and some, it's sort of like, that's his feeling with his brother. Um, so he doesn't feel separate from him. You know what I mean? that's very nice so um now your friend is like closing the chapter he said uh, he's always around but in on the spirit level he's really learning a lot he's telling me um and exploring a lot and he's doing a lot of other things and he's he's actually told me he's moved on to he has even though so it's kind of a metaphysical thing i'll try to break this down very easily even though he's his spirit now he's also part of his soul family is he's incarnated in other, he's already reincarnated. So, um, oh. and to me, what he's showing me, I, I do like to tell people this because I think it's good for expansion for people to know, but he's showing me he's incarnated as a woman, which is very common. We all are, we're, as a soul, we don't have a gender. Um, and 
he's showing me, he's like in, I want to say he's like in the Philippines or he's telling me the Orient, even though we don't, we don't, we don't, we say Asia, (laughs) but that was when he was alive. So he would say more of the Orient, but he's more in Asia and he's a woman. And I feel a young, a younger girl who's about the, almost the age of Lexi, he's telling me. Um, And so there's a parallel thing going on. And I, um, so that's, what's beautiful about all of us as souls is that we do move on, you know, and have other experiences. Definitely. We don't just, you know, hang out on a cloud as in our old spirit body, right. We, we, we integrate. So he's definitely moving, moved on and learning new things. He's telling me, and it has a lot to do. And he's li- literally telling me why he just chose Asia is because he wanted to learn about balance and the yin and the yang, um, and to not be in these extremes of emotion. So that's a very interesting thing. It's almost like he's learning to be more in flow with the universe. That's very interesting. Um, Now, I'm just excited to hear about them. Now that we've closed that up with them, I'm excited to hear about both of these young men. Tell me what you can tell me. And then we'll be heading towards the end of our reading. That was incredible. Thank you for moving into that. But tell me about that. well, one your name's private, of course, unless it's the R lane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, one of them was military, and he just had a lot of problems. Um, and one of the times that he was home, he'd gotten an argument with some other people that we know, mm-hmm. and I didn't really talk to him much. Um, he saw my sister the day that he took his own life. Mm-hmm to tell me that he was so sorry and that he loved me so much. Oh, and he then was, I, he was the second, the second person that, yep. Then I found out that he had done that. Oh. Um, the other one I knew and lived up here as well. Um, kind of soul, just sweetest, they're both very sweet people, but just another sweet person who'd gone through a lot in his life though. And there was just an accident that happened with him but he was in the hospital for a very long time and actually passed away on my actual birthday. Wow. And I went to see him many times in the hospital. His family allowed that, but he was a very grounded one with nature person. Yeah, for sure. Bring all the animals and the, that's very, that's very much. I mean, I can see all the stuff. I can see the choosing Asia and the wanting to have balance and, being a girl, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me about, I'm interested to know about like his physical condition as, it, tell me about that. Cause that's when I was seeing that like gurgling and stuff in the chest. I want to just would love talking about him. going on, but he did have an enormous brace around his neck because there was some spinal injury. Oh, wow. Okay. There was a lot of injury. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a special little thing stuck down into his brain when he was in there. Wow. Trauma that he just couldn't come back from. No, no, for sure. And also I was seeing that one thing he was affecting him and his quality of life are the opioids that he had to, you know, morphine or whatever, just that was part of the issue. I think that made him feel so disrupted his, and cause he still had emotions. Right. So he was like this and that just heightened it, made it 10 times worse. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that makes, I mean, he lived for quite a while in the hospital. 
Mm-hmm. And he would feel like he was coming back, like he would make strides or grab grab hands and squeeze them. And then he'd have a turn for the worse. So that roller coaster just really makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Bless him. Oh my God. So yeah, no, those, both of them, uh, there's some parallels and then there's some things that are, that are separate, which is very amazing. So, wow. Well, thank you for letting me, you know, bring them through. That was amazing. I, I don't always do medium mystic readings on the, on the, on the um, podcast. So that was really special. Thank you so much. Um, it's definitely something I'm diving into more and more in my work. Um, so very, you know, amazing. Thank you for that. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. So, so first of all, thank you so much. This was a great, great reading. How was it for you? It was incredible. It gave me a lot of peace and a lot of things that I know to do moving forward and a lot of chapters that I can close now too. Awesome. And I'm just really excited about where I can go from here. Fantastic. Well, wonderful. It was a total pleasure having you on the podcast. I'm so excited. And I, uh, I can't wait for our listeners to hear this. Me too. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm going to put this, I'm going to stop our end us now and then we'll you and I will continue to have our close. Thanks everybody. We'll see you on the next podcast.